The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? The Strange Harbors Podcast, a weekly discussion of film, television, and pop culture. My name is Jeff Zhang, and tonight I'm joined by Just Eric again. Yeah, so this week Amir is not with us. He is packing for a big move to New York. So he's finally moving from Florida to New York. He didn't have time to do this week's homework. So it was just <laughs> me and Derek today. And today we are talking about the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know we've been pretty spotty covering these uh, Star Wars shows, or non-existent at all, because I don't think we've covered any of them on the pod. Yeah, I don't think so. Because we never covered The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett, and on my site I only reviewed The Mandalorian. Uh, I never even reviewed Book of Boba Fett, but I don't know. I think I have some things I want to say about Obi-Wan Kenobi, just because, you know, it's the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show and it's bringing back uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader, respectively. So six episodes I've been watching since the beginning. I hear that you just finished watching all of them at once. (laughs) I went pretty much binge mode on this. I watched the first two episodes a couple weeks ago and then I was like, little bit lukewarm and you know and then we decided we're going to do this review so i was just like you know what i'll I'll binge them all at once and i'm probably better for it a little bit uh um (laughs) i don't know if i would have liked this well you guys all don't even know if i like it uh but i I don't know if i would have liked this experience if i had to watch it week to week yeah just before we get into this series i think we've mentioned our histories of star wars and like where we see Star Wars at the moment. Uh-huh. I will say that going into the series, I wasn't really looking forward to it. Not to say that I don't think Ewan McGregor wasn't a great Obi-Wan in the prequels. Not even to say that I don't like Hayden Christensen as an actor. Like I think he deserves more respect than I think he gets. Maybe not for the Anakin role, but I mean, I don't hate him as an actor. So I was interested to see him coming back for this. 
But I also wasn't really excited just because like I wasn't too sure what to expect from this show. And like it was kind of this show where it had to answer the question like why does this show exist, right? Uh, at least in my eyes. Well, I don't want to give it away yet, but uh, that was the question, right? Is there enough story to have to warrant an Obi-Wan Kenobi prequel series? The answer is no, Derek. The answer is no. <laughs> we don't need a pussyfoot so, around. <laughs> so the answer were, to were that you question. even excited about this series? Not really. I think any sort of residual excitement comes from Ewan McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen coming back. Mm-hmm. And I know people shit on the prequels, but the prequels have a soft spot in my heart. I like the prequels. Obviously, they're not perfect. And I think people view Hayden Christensen with rose-tinted glasses because his performance as Anakin is just whatever. It's not that good. It's probably the worst out of all the roles he's ever done. He's done a lot of other things that are pretty decent, but he's pretty wooden and stiff as Anakin Skywalker, especially when you compare him to, like, how charismatic Matt Lanter is on uh, The Clone Wars and mm-hmm. the Dave Filoni shows. But my problem with this show is that why did you even bring Hayden Christensen back, right? Yes. He doesn't do the voice of Darth Vader. I mean, he might be in the armor. He's probably in the armor. But, like, you can't even tell if he's in the armor or not. The flashbacks where he's playing Anakin, he's, like, de-aged CGI, you know? I feel like it's just a gimmick hype thing. And I don't know, man, was this show really necessary? And I feel like things have gotten to the point where Star Wars is just like kind of going through the motions. Like each show is, I think, worse than the last. I think the Mandalorian's pretty decent. I have some quibbles about the Mandalorian here and there, too. The Book of Boba Fett was just all right. And then now this is just very, very middling to me and pretty forgettable. It doesn't really do anything to deepen either the Anakin or Obi-Wan characters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really tell us anything that we didn't know about, you know, like the Rebel Alliance or the Empire. It's just okay. I mean, I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there, and like this is one particular movie that I know a lot of fans do like, but this show reminds me a lot of like Rogue One. And I had the very same questions about that story and about that movie. Like, does it really need to exist? Do I really care about these characters? Do I care about the stealing of the Death Star plans? I mean, I think the Darth Vader addition to that movie was a little bit of a a play to fans. And like, was he completely necessary in that movie? You know, my answer is like, no. I mean, I get a lot of the same vibes when I watch this show. Like, it's, it's a show where you're absolutely correct. Like, there are no new answers that I particularly need. Yeah, sure, there's like layers and there's like maybe a little bit more depth than, you know, we've ever been given about like maybe the Owen Lars character or Obi-Wan or uh, Vader, you know, but Mm -hmm. is it really necessary, right? I'm from believer sometimes of less is more. What we get with Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan in the prequels, but then also just Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan in in the original trilogy, I think is great. There is a mystery to him, uh, I think, from A New Hope. And them trying to like really flush some of those out, but then also try to play around this. Did he spend his whole time on this planet for like 30 years or whatever it is? And like, you know, the answer at the beginning of the series is just he's been watching from afar. Like, like, I don't need to know all these things. Like, I mean, I guess the end of the series alludes that maybe he might start, you know, having adventures off planet. But 
honestly, I'm still not that interested, right? Like, I don't need to know what happens between episode three and episode four. I totally agree. 100% with you on that. I will counter with the Rogue One stuff, though, because I feel like that movie slots into a mystery or something that we haven't seen, like, so perfectly. Because, like, you know, there was a plot to steal the Death Star plans. Mm-hmm. and uh, we don't know how that happened. And that story is told so well that I think I forgive a lot of the, you know, filling in the blanks part of Rogue One. And there's just none of that here, I feel. I feel like I'm not really filling in, like, a crucial bit of Star Wars mythology that we haven't seen. I mean, there is, like, this now fulfillment of how did Leia know Obi-Wan, right, before A New Hope? Because she does recognize the name, right, Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope. So this, like, kind of fills that in for us. You've always kind of had to read between the lines of did Obi-Wan really know that Anakin was Darth Vader, right? Or like that he was um, still alive. So like, I think it kind of like fills in that a little bit, but even that's a little bit iffy. Who fucking cares? But who cares? Exactly. I know. I feel like I'm struggling. Who fucking cares? Something like that is like a question of, oh, how did Leia know about Obi-Wan on Tatooine or whatever? Like you could just Mm -hmm. have like, oh, Bill Organa told her that he existed or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like... The plot to steal the Death Star plans is the plot to steal the Death Star plans, you know? Like, you know that's an actual thing. But, like, a lot of this stuff you can just hand wave away and they're just not, like, essential mysteries to the Star Wars mythos where you have to have an answer. I don't know. I think this show just suffers from not needing to exist. And another thing is that I feel like the world building has gotten very, very lazy because i think the show is very ugly i think it's the ugliest mm. disney plus star wars show by far i think boba fett suffered a little bit from it but i think like the quality dip from the mandalorian to this is like so obvious i feel like on the mandalorian like all those worlds all the visual effects it made that world seem like real and very populated where this is just like really bare minimum CGI stuff where, I don't know, everything's just so bland and dark, which I really fucking hated. I think everything looks like crap. And I think part of the problem is like the volume, you know, the the visual effects thing that they use where they project onto the giant screen. Mm -hmm. So like the actors don't have to pretend. I think a lot of that's just to like help the actors not have to use their imaginations as much, you know, and actually immerse them in the environment. Um, I think the Mandalorian did it really, really well, where, you know, they still lit the characters and, like, the physical props correctly to make it look good. But, like, here, it's just so obvious that they're using the volume for some reason. Mm-hmm. I just I just can tell, you know? Mm-hmm. And everything looks just so bare. Like, Mustafar looks bad. Tatooine looks bad. All the sets look just, like, so lifeless to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you had that problem, like, watching the show. It just, it just looked bad. My problem with part of the show is that, and it's, like, my problem with Star Wars is that we're stuck in this era right now of, like, not even post-Episode 9, right? Like, they'd like to hover between Episode 3, Episode 4. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they've created this aesthetic of 
because the empire's in control, everything has to be like dark and gloomy. It has to be raining. It always has to be like Blade Runner type night cityscape, right? Or it's got to be the bare desert of Tatooine, right? Can't believe I'm saying this because I'm not a defender of the prequels. But uh, one of the things I actually really enjoyed about the series was that one little fight, right? That prequel fight we got between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I forget that the prequels were just so bright and like vibrant and colorful. They're fighting in the Jedi Temple and you could see that they're high up, but like on the ground is all this green and blue. And it's like, man, I do kind of miss this, right? Like I, I kind of wish we would kind of get away then, from this it's era. like so desaturated from the it prequels is, it is the prequels look so much more vibrant than that like mm-hmm. that was just like a monochrome blue that flashback yeah. scene between obi-wan and anakin it was just fine yeah but no it just makes me miss that right I, mean, it, like, I totally agree if anything like i would give that credit to the prequels it was just so colorful and so bright so fun i guess it, it just made me miss it and I'm like ready to kind of get away from this era of having to find like mossy planets or rocky planets or like dark cities. And, and it's just like. But even like story wise, I need to get away from this. Like, yes, absolutely. You know, like how many more times can we visit Tatooine during the time between like episode six and seven or, you know, between episodes three and four? Star Wars is huge. And yes. there's such a deep mythology. And to like. Focus it so deeply on, like, a set of, like, six characters in an entire galaxy for, like, 50 years is insane to me. Like, come on, branch out. Go into, like, the Old Republic or something. Or go into the future, whatever. Yeah, or go into the future. Like, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Pretty recently, was it uh, Taika? Because Taika's been tasked Taika. to do a movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said something about, like, he wanted to do something different and not dip back into like the skywalker well he'd like to not use like i think any established characters or anything so like that kind of news is the kind of news that excites me right Mm -hmm. i generally like his movies so like that excites me but also just saying we're gonna try to do something different right we're not going to use these characters that you know that's what i would like to see star wars push into um that's what i've been waiting to see it push into so that's why it frustrates me when we have like obi-wan when we have like Boba Fett, we have what's the new one coming out soon? Andor. Andor. Andor looks Andor. good, actually. Well, but the, still, it's just a character that that we, we know, know is yeah, dead for sure. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, why yeah, are we yeah. reaching back versus pushing forward? Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. At least it's a character that I don't know. It is from a movie, right? It's from Rogue One. It's a character that we recognize, but it's definitely a character I don't know. So like that does kind of excite me a little bit. But at the same time, I think that series will kind of suffer from what I feel like this one did, whereas the stakes didn't feel very real in this show in Obi-Wan because like, I know Obi-Wan lives. I know Luke lives. I know Leia lives. I know Darth Vader lives. And then it wants you to get invested in like the Rava character, but I don't at all. So I think that was a big miss in like having such heavy reliance on established characters. Like, why does it matter what happens to them here, right? Because we know what happens to them later. Yeah. I mean, the toxic fandom is a problem. And I'm not crazy about the Rava character, but I do think the performances are pretty good in this. I think mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor does the best that he can with what he's got. Like, putting on a comfortable pair of old shoes, right? Like, he mm-hmm. slots back into that character very nicely. And it's just nice to see Obi-Wan again. And It is. I think Reva is an interesting character. I don't think she makes much sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's like this forced arc of, like, getting revenge on 
Vader. I like the Empire Sith infighting that it brings us to the table, which is kind of cool, which we've seen before too. But I don't know. I think it's okay that she used to be like a youngling and then she witnessed the murder of her classmates and then she grew up to infiltrate the Empire just so she can get revenge on Vader. But it seems weird that she would just like embrace the Sith mentality like that to get revenge on vader she's ready to torture leia she's like yeah like you seen people you've seen what the sith does to like younglings and stuff yeah. why would you like follow that path just to get your revenge you think like you would seek out a different path somehow i don't know it, it just felt a little forced to me but i think your performance was good well, i would say i think there just needed to be more backstory like we got it right at like episode five where we find out she was a youngling and like the only connection we have for her is that oh she couldn't take the swing right because it reminded her of anakin what he did the younglings like that's not mm-hmm. enough for me like i think there needs to be a little bit more meat to this character but i do agree like i don't think she does a terrible performance i just think that the character really isn't given enough other than like i'm moody i want to take revenge i'm trying to get an obi-wan to get at vader but then the ultimate why are you doing this isn't quite satisfying enough for me yeah I was going to ask, you know, I think we've been down on this show a little bit. I mean, is there anything you liked about the show, at least? Is there anything that you can highlight you liked? (laughs) (laughs) The silence. The silence, Jeff. (laughs) I like the actress that played young Leia. I think she's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think she's getting a lot of hate for being annoying. I don't think she's annoying. She's exactly what Leia is supposed to be. And you can totally see, like... The tinges of Carrie Fisher's performance in that and, like, just the Leia character in general. Um, You know, she's, like, steadfast and, like, stubborn and she takes out initiative to do all these things. I think some of the stuff surrounding her is really silly. She's outrunning, like, trained bounty hunters and stuff in the forest. That was so stupid. Some of this just stuff is, like, I don't like nitpicking because, like, I don't like pointing out plot holes and nitpicks and things like that just because, like, at a certain point you're just, like, who cares? But when it comes across as, like, lazy, that's when I, like, take issue where, like, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, like, trying to sneak aboard Empire Shuttle or whatever, and Obi-Wan, and what's the rebel spy in the Empire? What's her name? Tala? Indira Varma. Tala? Tala? They're, like, sneaking aboard the thing, and then they're just walking past, like, a million stormtroopers, and Leia's hidden in, like, uh, Obi-Wan's jacket. That's just so silly to me. Like, come on, man. Like... You're really going to, like, walk past, like, train soldiers and stuff with essentially, like, two dudes in a trench coat or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was just super silly. One thing I did like about the series was I actually did like the final battle, right, between Vader and Obi-Wan. And especially the part when he, like, slashes his helmet. You see a part of Hayden Christensen, burnt up Hayden Christensen. I thought that was a pretty cool effect, kind of a cool visual that was kind of a highlight for me um i thought the actual like lightsaber fights were pretty good it reminds me of the prequels you know like the very elegant choreographed uh, fights that we got between at least those two characters yeah that's about it (laughs) yeah i mean like that final battle was pretty cool i guess Mm -hmm. i think the choreography was great couldn't see fucking jack shit yes it was so dark that scene was so dark other than the lightsabers i liked what you mentioned with the helmet and You know, I thought there was, like, some interesting symbolism there with the voice of James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen are mixed together and, like, you can't tell. 
like half the face is like lit up blue and then half is red. You got like the dark side and the light side battling in between mm-hmm. Anakin. Anakin, he's, he says like, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. And then his face turns out completely red. It was kind of cool yeah. with yeah. the symbolism there. I feel like that was a little on the nose, though. Like, that's like the... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll take what I can get out of this yeah, at yeah. this point. <laughs> but I think this show is just trying a little too hard to, like, show us how cool Darth Vader was. Just make him, like, this ultimate badass. It was just like a prolonged Rogue One yeah. Vader scene, pretty much. I mean, I will say, I think it is pretty cool. I don't know if we've seen this in any Star Wars, like how he actually blocks lightsaber swings with the force like, yeah i thought yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool um i thought that was kind of an inventive way to use the force and like kind of show how powerful he is because we haven't seen that before from any other jedis um mm-hmm. so I, I thought that was pretty cool i actually have to ask do you watch any of the clone wars or the rebels and all like the animated yeah, felony stuff i've seen them i've seen them so you've seen them so you've seen this character of the grand inquisitor before yes i'm Admittedly, have not seen any of those shows. I've tried the animated stuff, and I just can't do it. I think it's just too long drawn out. Like I think that's like Filoni style a little bit when it comes to the animated stuff, and that's partially why I have issues with like Mandalorian too. Yeah, there's a lot of filler, but like when you get to like the actual meat of the story and like the myth making that Dave Filoni does, it's really good. Like the Darth Maul arc is awesome. Like all the way up until their final confrontation between Obi Wan and Maul is great yeah there's a bunch of stuff there's stuff on mandalore that's really cool he does some good stuff but yeah i i know what you're talking about with the grand inquisitor because like people are like oh this is gonna break the canon or whatever and then uh i think the showrunner was like well we would never like intentionally break the star wars canon right so Mm. it was pretty obvious that he was gonna come back i did think rupert friend looked pretty silly as the grand inquisitor yes but that's beside the point whatever and also, what happened to Sung Kang? He just fucking pieced out after, like, four episodes. He just never showed up again. And he's, like, buried under makeup. But I just want to go back to the Grand Inquisitor part. Because, like, I, yeah. I'm i from the perspective, like, I have no idea who this guy is, right? Like, in episode two, he's just the chump that goes out really easily. And then by <laughs> episode five, he's back in the scene. And I'm like, what was the point of this? Like, who is this guy? And, yeah, like, yeah. I've only been able to, like, understand it because I've asked friends about it, right? Like, friends that, like, mm-hmm. actually watch Rebels and, and the Filoni stuff that they're like, oh, yeah, he's, like, important and he's, like, a cool character. I'm like, well, he wasn't cool in this show. He definitely like, he wasn't. T- <laughs> he looks silly and he just, uh, he serves no purpose. It's like, like, this is the first time I felt, like, really isolated watching Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like. Because I didn't watch the other stuff, this character made no sense to me, and it also, like, hurt it. Because, like, if you think about it, he's a character who's there, who dies, and then just comes back. I mean, that's the problem with a lot of this stuff. Like, the Marvel stuff and this is just, like, they're just pandering to people to point at the screen and be like, hey, look who it is, you know? like. Mm-hmm. But then, like, it doesn't amount to anything. I think the Qui-Gon Force Ghost was like that, too, at the end of the final episode. I thought there was going to be at least something of substance there, but he was like, oh, you weren't ready to see me, but now you are, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the Force Ghost makes a little bit more sense just because I would say, like, anyone who watches this probably watched the prequels, right? Yeah, Because, for like, sure. it's Ewan McGregor, right? But, like, me, I'm someone who wanted to watch this because I watched the prequels, but I didn't watch any of the Filoni stuff, so it's like, 
you know, like that separation is like, I can't point at the screen and be like, who the hell is this guy? Or like, oh, it's that guy. Because like, I have not seen any of that stuff. If he was just a character like that walked in the background and like showed up for a scene, it would have been fine. But like, he seemed like a major character that was important. All he did was just die. Right. And then come back to life. It's like, I think it was just like maybe not the best use of this character. Yeah. Other than that, like, what did you think about some of the other characters? We got notable roles from like Kumail Nanjiani, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I mean, we got Jimmy Schmitz back as Senator Bail Organa. Maya Erskine as, uh, what's her face? I don't even know her name. Her name's Sully. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I thought Kumail's role was a little funny and I, they're playing off of like the fact that he's, you know, a comedian. I thought it was, it was okay. I don't know Star Wars lore enough to know if like that's an important character. It almost seems like he is, but again, it's not something that I recognize or know. I thought the O'Shea Jackson Jr. character was a little bit, mm, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. All these characters are like that, you know? It's like, oh, look at this actor who we got to play this person, and then they don't really fucking do anything. I think Kumail Nanjani's character on paper is cool. He's like, yeah. oh, this guy pretending to be a Jedi, but he's just grifting people for their money. And you expect that character to have a little bit of, like, an amoral streak to him, and he just doesn't. He just helps Obi-Wan throughout the entire series. Yeah. I think... The Star Wars stuff in general, they're just afraid to, like, explore any gray areas. Like, the good guys are good, the bad guys are bad, there's, like, nothing in between. Like, even Boba Fett now is just, like, oh, honorable bounty hunter who's not even, like, a real crime lord anymore. He's, like, the major domo of Tatooine, and he's, like, protecting everyone in the town, you know, from other gangsters, you know? When... He was like a total piece of shit in the original trilogy. Yeah. What little screen time he had, right? And then another thing was like the Mandalorian. I thought they would like explore a little bit more of like... The seedy underground. The yeah. gray areas of bounty hunting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just lone wolf and cub. Oh, look how cute little baby Yoda is. This series also gives me shades of that, right? I mean, it's old. Ewan McGregor with like young Leia. That, yeah, that's yeah. the formula it's that they're trying that to work with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, that was a little bit tired to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. I mean, because he can't do it with Luke, right? Because Luke's not really supposed to know who he is, but I guess you can kind of justify Leia knowing who he is. I don't want to blaspheme and bring up, like, Star Trek in a Star Wars episode, but (laughs) I feel like Star Trek is going in a better direction, and then Star Wars is going in, like, a worse direction. I don't know if you've been watching Strange New Worlds, the new Star I have, Trek no, show. I have, on I've actually Plus. not caught much of the new. I mean, we watched Picard for that. Yeah. When we did our episode. I wasn't really I a really big fan of Picard because we watched like three or four episodes before we did our review on that. And I kind of fell off of it. It's not that good. And then I think mm-hmm. Discovery fell off too. But Strange New Worlds is actually really good. I think it really captures like the spirit of Star Trek, just like the old episodes and like the moral quandaries and the gray areas that come with that universe i mentioned that for a reason because (laughs) they did something interesting where you know they introduced like the series first non-binary character Mm -hmm. played by a non-binary actor and what i liked about that was they were not afraid to turn them into a villain Mm. and that character they occupied this gray space where they immediately became like a fan favorite character just because of how interesting they were not like a full outright villain but not like an anti-hero either just like a really interesting character that you can see becoming a recurring 
antagonist on the show that people like. And I think Star Wars is like kind of afraid to do that, you know? I think Boba Fett should be like that, and even the Mandalorian, you know? But like, everyone's just good or evil in that. I mean, even just bring it back to this show, like, I don't think there's anyone that's like new, you know, per se, other than like, you know, that isn't Obi-Wan and that isn't Darth Vader that like stands out in this show that like, I would love to follow their journey. Even the Inquisitor Reva character, like I know like she's kind of been given a little bit of an arc where like maybe she's turning or like trying to do better than what she was. But like, I don't care, you know, like in the end, of the yeah. day, I don't really care. I don't really want a series of her or don't necessarily need it in the second season of this. If there's going to be a second season of the show, like don't really care. And I, I can say that about like pretty much all the characters like down the line, like I already talked about the Grand Inquisitor, like this is not impressive. Like, I don't need to see him in other things. Like, it's not going to make me like, oh, I need to learn more about the Grand Inquisitor. So now I'm going to go watch Rebels. Like, yeah, if that was a goal, like, oh, you see how cool the Grand Inquisitor is, you should see him in Rebels. And in this, he was not cool at all. So like, why would you go see Rebels because of this show? You wouldn't. Which is a shame because Rebels is actually a good show. It's actually a good show. I mean, I don't think that was their goal. But at the same time, like, it's not helping, right? Uh, If anything, it's hurting. But yeah, so like, I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, I I just really need to see some new, right? I need to see, like, new characters that I can, like, actually invest in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that I actually care about. But, like, I think this show is really bogged down by, like, well, it's really about the three characters that we already know, right? Which is, like, Obi-Wan, Leia, and Darth Vader. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't really give room to anybody else to shine. I think that's going to hurt it at the end. Yeah, you know what? I feel like it's kind of shitty that they're distancing themselves from the sequel trilogy like mm-hmm. i would maybe want to see some stuff more with like finn and ray you know yeah who are characters that i thought were really underserved by the end of the sequel trilogy hell maybe even do like a little kylo ren side story i mean you're still in the skywalker family and like you're not really branching out into anything new but like the time period of like the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy is just done to death you know like yeah. just branch out shake things up a little bit yeah i'm just pretty fatigued with the star wars stuff give me some broom boy no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah broom. yeah i would think broom boy <laughs> fuck i would take like a wado series where he's like ripping off people on tatooine with his like <laughs> junk parts or whatever that's, that's fucking funny too who knows can you imagine if we got like a proper like racing movie a pod racing show you know that'd be awesome, awesome. Yeah. yes i know we're kind of dipping in the stuff we've already seen but like I don't know. It's just something At least it's new. different. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, I think that's why I admire Marvel a little bit, that at least they're taking stabs at trying to create genres within their shows. Hawkeye being this holiday-themed show, and, like, even the newest Marvel being, like, this teen coming-of-age show, versus, like, all of these Star Wars shows are just, like, very... I guess the theme is like felony, right? It's like the way he mm-hmm. tackles all of his Star Wars stuff. So it all just kind of feels the same. Yeah. And I think that's partially my problem with some of the Star Wars TV stars right now. Does Filoni have anything to do with Obi-Wan? I don't think he does, right? Maybe he's like producer or something, but he's not running the show by any no, means. No, no, no. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't want to give that impression, but it's more like I think he set the tone with like okay. the Mandalorian and like the way he's done like Rebels and, and, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. they've kind of unofficially or maybe even officially i don't know actually made him the kevin feige i feel like yeah. moving forward with like star wars in a sense like he has a lot of control and stakes in a lot of the star wars good or bad because of him it's starting to feel the same 
the thing with this show is like you can just cut it out and you wouldn't miss a thing. Yeah. From the beginning to the end of the Star Wars saga, right? You're not missing anything if you don't watch the show. I think it's just funny where like Obi-Wan was like in the last episode, he's like, him or me, it ends tonight or whatever. And like, yeah. uh, no, it doesn't because like you both <laughs> fucking live. Um, so like, why would you even include that line? Right. Yeah. Him or me, it ends 30 years from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's just, that's just rude. I feel. Yeah. I don't know. We're like, we're shitting on the show, but yeah, we are. But I think it deserves to be shat on. It's not that good. I don't really like it. You know, like, we haven't really been super negative on anything in a while. But, like, I'm just not crazy about this. I mean, I would have been a little bit more excited if, like, the series ended with Obi-Wan deciding to not stay on planet, right? And, like, maybe going to have an adventure. And then it leads to a mystery of, like, oh, what did he actually do off planet? Because we know that he ends up back on the planet yeah, at some point, right? Like, Yeah, but he also can't stay away for that long or else, like... Yeah. Yeah, I know. But You're like, gonna break like, the canon of the story, right? But I but don't like know. the show just feels like, well, then we're just back at square one. You're still on this planet, and you're just gonna be watching Luke, right? It's like, yeah, why did we need this? If this was to show that Owen and Beru could watch him and like protect him, that leaves Obi Wan to maybe roam a little bit. But at the end of the series, we're just back at square one. I'm gonna watch him, but I'll watch him from a further distance, I guess now, uh, <laughs> which is like yeah. weird. Yeah. I was going to ask you this. I had this discussion with my friends. So is it strange that Luke's last name is still Skywalker? There's some people that know that. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. Like he himself knows he once was Anakin Skywalker. Why would you name this kid with the last name, the same name, if you're trying to hide this kid, especially on the planet where this person is from? (laughs) Right? Like, why not change his last name to Lars, right? I've always kind of wondered that. I mentioned it before. Like, it's a little ambiguous, and you kind of have to read between the lines in episode four. Like, did Obi-Wan really know that Vader is Anakin and Anakin is Vader, right? Uh, Or Luke's father? I just feel like they didn't think about this, and they're just like, whatever, like Luke Skywalker, you know? I had a a debate with my friends, and some were like, no, it makes sense. Like, people didn't know Vader was Anakin. I'm like, but Vader knows that he was Anakin, and... At the same time, he doesn't know that he has kids, right? So, like, I guess he can't be, like, looking for something he doesn't know exists. So, like, there's that argument, too. But I just feel like Obi-Wan's, like, big mission is to hide this kid. First rule, hey, maybe we should change his name and not be Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else, good or bad, that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I think I'm going to go to Tatooine with, like, a metal detector. There's, like, a billion (laughs) lightsabers buried in the sand. That's, like, fucking a goldmine right there. Everyone buries their lightsaber on Tatooine. They're all in front of Owen and Beru's farm, too, right? <laughs> uh, Reva did that. Ray did that, too. So, Also, I forgot to mention Benny Safdie was in this. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot. And then they killed him. Killed him right away. <laughs> what a worthless cameo. When I first saw him, I was like, is that a Safdie brother? <laughs> it's like, are they going to do anything with him? And they didn't, really. They didn't do anything. I will say, it was nice to see jimmy smith's back again like i always think he's yeah i think he's a good actor and like you know i think doesn't get much screen time in this he also didn't get much screen time in the prequels but it was nice to see him back they de-aged him didn't they for sure oh i didn't even notice they had to have like jimmy smith doesn't look like that anymore it's always nice to hear the voice of james earl jones as darth vader right or just the the voice of james earl jones like i i do do like that even though he doesn't really sound like that anymore that's like modified too Oh, is it really? I guess I haven't really heard his real voice in a long time. They reconstituted a bunch of it with AI and stuff. Um, He's old, man. He doesn't sound like that anymore. Let's see how old he is. He's 
91. Damn. Is this like an Anthony Bourdain situation? Do they have his permission to do this? No, I know, right? I'm sure, I'm sure they do. I'm sure I'm they sure do. They I'm do. sure they do. <laughs> he didn't have any problem playing Mufasa again in the Lion King. That's true. Uh, remake, right? So even then he didn't sound the same. So here they like, they definitely did something with the voice. And there was like a little footnote in the credits where. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I'm like joking about this whole Anthony Bourdain thing. You've heard of this, right? Yeah, that's messed up, man. I think that's a little, a bridge too far, what they did with Anthony Bourdain. But if you don't know it, you can Google it. I mean, it's part of the document that was part of CNN Plus, but then CNN Plus got canceled. Now it's on HBO Max. But but yeah, you, you can look it up if you really are interested in, in understanding what we're talking about. But we won't get into it here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think overall we both didn't love this series. I'm going to admit it is a running count of I don't really seem to like the Star Wars series that much. I think the Mandalorian is the best of them. But even then, I don't like mm-hmm. completely love that series. Yeah. Did you watch Boba Fett or no? Admittedly, no, I did not. <laughs> oh, you didn't even watch I, Boba Fett. Okay. I um, was going to, and then I kept hearing all the negative reviews of it. It's better than this. So if you swallowed this one, Is you it should really? At least it looks better. I mean, I do hear that there are two episodes that are basically Mandalorian episodes, so I, I probably should watch those. Yeah. Um, That's weird, <laughs> too. But... Even my friends that are much bigger Star Wars fans than me, even they were kind of like lukewarm on Boba Fett. And I asked them, like, do I really need to watch this? And they're like, not really. Just watch the quote unquote Mandalorian episodes if you like the Mandalorian. Yeah. So we'll see. I feel like there's a lot of good TV out there right now. I'm still trying to catch up on. So like, why? Why, right? Is the question. Yeah. Just having the two Mandalorian episodes in Boba Fett was kind of bullshit. Yeah. Not that the Boba Fett storyline was any good, but like... It's weird to just shoehorn in two episodes that don't even have anything to do with Boba Fett in the middle of the series called The Book of Boba Fett. You know, it's weird. I mean, I guess if you're not a Star Wars fan or if you're on the fence of watching the show or not, we definitely don't endorse it. But I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, if you're looking forward to like seeing Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan again. and Yeah, seeing... I think that's the thing, right? I think uh, Hayden Christensen is just whatever. He's kind of just pasted into this but if you miss Mm -hmm. ewan mcgregor as obi-wan like this is probably the show for you if you love ewan mcgregor's obi-wan and i I know there are people who love him and i like him a lot too but i think that's the main draw of the show pretty much i think absolutely everything else is just very very middling it's not like his arc in the show is any good either like it's very very forgettable but it's always nice to see him back in this role so if you like that Give the show a shot. It's not a bad time by any means. It's just, no, it's not essential viewing at all. And we'll again praise Vivian Blair as Leia Organa. Like, yeah, I, I really did enjoy that role. I did enjoy that dynamic between her and, and Obi Wan. So, like, if you think that's enough for you, then watch it for that too. Yeah. All right. Well, if that is all, I think that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find more of your work? You can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com and Twitter and Instagram at strangeharbors. And you can also find me on Tatooine with a metal detector, trying to find some lightsabers. <laughs> See, I'm taking Amir's spot. I'm taking his joke. <laughs> You're taking Amir's spot. <laughs> I'm taking his bit. It's mine this week. So, <laughs> what about you, Derek? Uh, you can find me at World's OKS Photos and Screen Agents Guild on Instagram. But if you like this podcast, the easiest way to support our podcast is to subscribe where you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the popular podcast apps. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a favor and give us a great rating. It really helps to get our podcast out to more people. 
Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions on our episode on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show, feel free to shoot us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like getting listener mail, and sometimes we read it on the pod. So with that, we will see you guys next week. See you guys then.